0: It's time to place your bets. Let's talk to the pros. Welcome in everybody to betting pros. It's me, Joey P Joe P Zapia, And today it's all about week two. That's right. We're going to recap what happened last week a little bit, what we learned from some of the college football teams in week one, but Bogman is going to give you, of course, the things he really likes in wagering in college football week two, and the things maybe eh, not so much as we go through trying to turn you the right direction in terms of where your wagering should lie and Scotty Bogman, I got to tell you, my brother, it was a fun week one. There was definitely some exciting performances there. I, I did enjoy your boy, Bijan Robinson, that I also practiced Ooh. very, very hard as I sent you some audio clips of me trying to say the Clemson quarterback's name. I know you appreciate that as well, but uh, <laughs> at least something happened good for Clemson because that was an ugly game. But Boggs, welcome back, my brother. Uh, we are officially in it. How are you feeling after week one's in the books?
1: It's pronounced DJ. DJ. That's yeah. how his name is.
0: Ulangalele. 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 Yeah. No, <laughs> Oolong-a-lay-lay.
1: Oolong-a-lay-lay. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> I definitely have a clip of, of Joe sing-songing DJ's last name there. But I know I butcher it, too. So, uh, look, I figure we got three more years to figure out how to pronounce <laughs> his name. Right? So, uh, we'll get it uh, right eventually. But, yeah, I mean, look, there was a lot to be learned. Uh, the first thing is that it's tough to replace a quarterback. Mm -hmm. unless your name is Alabama. So um, if you're Alabama, you just go out there and you roll tide. I mean, you roll right over Miami. It was an absolute destruction. The game was not close, and they looked like they are in mid-season form already. The other teams that were uh, having to replace quarterback, Ohio State, Took CJ Stroud about a half to get rolling. And really, after Mo Ibrahim got hurt, is when he really got rolling. Uh, DJ had a tough game against Georgia. I mean, that was just good defense, but he was rough too. That online was rough. DJ
0: Owangalalele? Yeah,
1: that's right. And then BYU, who, look, man, I was so mad at BYU. And uh, (laughs) I was just, U of A looked so horrible last year and I just I didn't see it all happening for them in one offseason and it's not all there but they are favored in their game this week against San Diego State they look good they look good in a neutral side game against BYU and uh, you know they didn't that the game didn't hit the over like I thought and BYU looked a little lost on offense for uh, a while so you know uh, they did pull it together and uh, Powell scored three touchdowns for them and they look good but there was a lot of learning, as there always is, week one of any season of any uh, sport. But uh, college football really smacks you right in the face with it. So, <laughs> it you certainly know,
0: did. So uh, getting we get smacked in the face. Uh, the one thing I could definitely uh, write home about is that eighteen that I was talking about from Alabama on the spread last yeah. week was definitely low and if you jumped on that you done good cuz that that number was way too low and and look it's not an in indictment on Miami yet like let's see where my Miami, no, Miami,
1: Miami I mean you know Alabama smashed Ohio State in the national <clears throat> title
0: game right so. well and and i think what's just so stunning is the conversation we had which is last week we talked about how so many starters gone all this stuff and it's just like, we got to get used to the fact like they are just a factory. They're going to turn it around. Yeah. Uh, Penn state barely escaped with their life there. And it was good to see at least Michigan get off to a, a good start there. No, no worries for, for Harbaugh in week one, at least that was the game that I was just kind of, we were trolling last week a little bit. And I mean, fun with
1: it, Washington but. losing to Montana was just unbelievable. I mean, that was ridiculous and sad and, uh, any word you want to use to describe that. But, uh, They got a chance to make up for it this week against Michigan. So that'll be a fun one.
0: All right. Well, let's kick things off here. These are the games, the national games that that Bogman has outlined that he likes in terms of wagering. So let's kick things off here with Oregon going to Ohio State. Third ranked Ohio State OSU is favored by 14 and a half in this one. The over under 63 and a half. So Boggs, take us through Ohio State, Oregon.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Ohio State in this game, and uh, it's because the one of the best players in this game Kevon Thibodeau, who is he's questionable. He could give it a go, but uh, it looks like a pretty bad ankle sprain that he had, and I don't really like his odds of playing. And if he does play, then I'm assuming he's going to be on a pitch count or at least limited physically in what he's going to be able to do. It took. Ohio State, a bit to get going against Minnesota, like we mentioned before, but Stroud had some really big time throws. And I think that this one is going to go in Ohio State's uh, favor going away at the end of the game. I just uh, don't really like what Anthony Brown was showing on offense specifically for Oregon. So I don't think they're going to be able to keep pace with Ohio State, which the one thing we know Ohio State's going to do is score. So uh, they will put points on the board. So I like them and I think I I lean more towards the under here because it is 63 and a half. It's a big one, but I like OSU uh, minus 14 and a half.
0: All right, let's move on to the next one here. Florida, 13th ranked Florida is going to travel uh, going against USF Uh, University of Florida is favored by 28. Pretty big number there, as one would imagine, especially after USF getting beat down last week by NC State. Uh, The number is 58 for the over under. So Boggs, do you think that the 28 is too big or just right? Uh,
1: I I think it's probably uh, about it might be low, to be honest. I like Florida. And look, I, I might get caught here because last week I bet Florida and they did not pan out. Right. But South Florida is one of the worst teams in college football right now. They got obliterated by North Carolina State and North Carolina State's a good squad, but they ain't Florida. Florida is very, very good, and of course they're replacing Kyle Trask with uh, uh, another talented quarterback named Emory Jones, who I really, really like. And look, the public is betting on South Florida heavily. I think it's seventy-five percent of bets have been placed on um, on South Florida. I just can't roll with them, man. The Kate Fortin is not great. The defense is sus. Uh, I don't, I don't like anything coming out of there right now. So I think Florida wins this one going away. Look, I know it. sometimes it takes a little bit for these teams to get rolling. And week one was a little bit of a disappointment, but they scored, I think it was 21 points in the fourth quarter uh, or the second half for uh, Florida. And I just think they're going to build on that momentum. And, I, you know, 45 to zip to NC State, I think it's going to be worse than that against Florida. So I think Florida just stomps them, and that one's going to be on national television. So I like that. We can... Watch Florida run up the score on, <laughs> n- on national television in the middle of the day.
0: Oh, like a national television, uh, stomping. Yeah. Uh, it a good time, right? That's always, that's always good. For get you some brand. recruits. <laughs> yeah. Before. Yeah. But not so much for the other team. All yeah. right. Texas A&M fifth rank is going to, uh, go to Colorado. Texas A&M is favored by 17. The over under in this one is 52, uh, Colorado, uh, worked over Northern Colorado, uh, last week. So What are your thoughts here in this one as Texas A&M looks to uh, get out of the gate here strong again?
1: Yeah. And and look, you know, I think looking at this game, you you see the stats from last week and you go, well, Texas A&M didn't really stop the run from Kent State. Uh, They got run on a little bit, 226 yards, but that 226 yards from Kent State, who I think is much better than Colorado, uh, netted them 10 points, right? And this is a road game and, and I understand that, but. You got to also take into context Colorado's uh, opponent last week was Northern Colorado. So I'm, I'm just not – I don't care what they did. They're going to have to pass to come back against Texas A&M, and that's what got Kent State. And Kent State has one of the best quarterbacks in the country, in Dustin Crum, he was good enough to go 12 for 26 for 89 yards, no touchdowns, and two picks. And I think he has eight picks in his college career. So Texas A&M wiped the floor – with Kent State, I think they're going to go into Colorado and just uh, obliterate the buffs. I don't think this line is big enough. I think AM wins this uh, going away, and it disgusts me to say that <laughs> as a Longhorns fan. But uh, I'll go where the money takes me, Joe.
0: That's where you always got to follow the money train. You know, speaking of quarterback play, after week one, who do you think was the most impressive quarterback that you saw out there?
1: Oh, Matt Corral. I don't think it's a question <clears> either. <throat> I mean, uh, Sam Howell was God awful against Virginia Tech. I cannot believe that game. I thought, okay, you got the quarterback. You replaced the guys you lost, which they lost a ton of NFL talent. But I thought they had some good talent replacing those guys. You know, Virginia Tech's a good team. I don't want to take anything away from them, but three picks from Sam Howell, 10 points. I know it's a road game. It's a tough crowd in Blacksburg and and all that stuff. But good. God, I cannot believe <laughs> how bad how it looked. So uh, Matt Corral just I mean, they put it to Louisville and he looked accurate and awesome. So nice. I think Matt Corral looked best uh, as far as the quarterbacks go. Week one.
0: All right. Air Force at Navy Air Force favored by five and a half. The numbers 40 and a half. Box your thoughts on this one?
1: You know, Navy actually ran the ball pretty well against Marshall week one. They had 337 rushing yards against Marshall, but they couldn't score. After forcing three turnovers, I think they had one touchdown. So Air Force should pound Navy. I don't think this one is going to be close. I know it's going to be an emotionally charged game. It's, you know, on the 20th uh, anniversary of 9-11, and it's two military academies playing each other, and and they should play each other closer. And I know a lot of public money is coming on Navy, too. I just cannot trust them. I like Hazeek Daniels uh, leading Air Force to a big win. Obviously uh, there's going to be a lot of bets on the, the, the over here because with two triple option teams, you don't expect a bunch of scoring, but I do. I I think this one uh, could be a nice tight uh, high scoring game for two triple option teams, but the over's 40 and a half. So, you know, if the game goes to overtime at twenty one twenty one, you hit the over right. three touchdowns apiece. I think we can get that. It's either going to be three touchdowns apiece or it's going to be like five touchdowns for Air Force and maybe two <laughs> for, for Navy. But Navy looked abysmal against Marshall. And I think uh, over the last two years, they've been outscored one hundred and ten to ten or something or to 14 or something in opening games. So Navy will get better but I don't know how much better they're going to get against the Air Force. So I like Air Force on another nationally televised
0: game. 15th ranked Texas is going to take on Arkansas. Texas favored by just six and a half in this one. 56 is the number. I was a little surprised it was only six and a half. I thought it might have been over seven, to tell you the truth, maybe eight. Uh, But B. John Robinson was really good. How worried were you in that moment for that second where he went down there before he walked off on his own? I got to say, that was a scary moment there.
1: I mean, I'm kind of still worried about it. So, you know, I, I text Uncle Wes to see how he's doing. He says he's okay. So, but well, as long know, as
0: Uncle Wes says he's okay. I mean,
1: Uncle Wes is not an official, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, Texas Longhorns person. So he is going to the game, uh, I think, in a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, Arkansas is a tough draw. And, and look, I'll tell you exactly why this number is six and a half. It's because we've seen Texas go in and have huge opening weeks and then go to Maryland and then bring Maryland in and lose to them. So, you know, this kind of feels Marylandish to me. It's a out of conference team. That's probably better than a lot of people give them credit to. I mean, Arkansas didn't look great um, against rice. Rice was leading in the first half, but they turned it on, you know, another team replacing a quarterback here, Felipe Frank's gone. So, um, you know, uh, KJ Jefferson stepping up for him. So look, I, I, I think that this game, uh should not be a traditional uh texas you know uh overlook i don't think you can overlook anyone anymore so i think when you're texas and you've been uh mediocre for so long you have to take uh arkansas you know serious and, and they're going to fayetteville this is a road game for them too so i think that um i think that they are going to stomp arkansas i think um Arkansas is not going to be able to hang with Texas defensively. Now, like I said last week, anytime I have an opinion on Texas, you can take it with a grain of salt. We go over the nationally televised games here. So that is why uh, I'm talking about this game specifically. But I, I just I think Texas rolls right over Arkansas. I don't think this one's going to be very close. I think your gut instinct was right, and it should be more than a touchdown.
0: It should be. But I understand what you're saying about the potential trap. I do get that. And if that's happened to in the past, like you're saying, that's something to be aware of. But uh, perhaps and if you're a fade,
1: the public person, 90 percent of (laughs) bets coming in on Texas. So if you're a fade, the public person, that doesn't look
0: good. (laughs) There you have it. All right. So those are the games that Bogman feels strongly about. Let's get to some leans and some other national games. And let's start with Pittsburgh at Tennessee. Uh, Pitt is favored by three and a half. The over-under is 57. Do you have any lean either way on this one or on the under? I would
1: take Pitt in this one just because I do not trust Tennessee at all whatsoever. Uh, Pitt, Pitt does this bit, though, where they will beat someone they have no business be. They'll beat Clemson, right? They'll beat someone just nationally ranked on... You know, they no, they're on national television. They get up to play that game, and then they'll lose to, you know, West Virginia, Maryland, somebody, you know, someone that they have no business losing to. But I think that Pitt is the better team here. I just cannot trust Tennessee until they show me that they're trustworthy. So until that, I'm going to go with the veteran quarterback in this game and Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett has been around uh, for Pitt for a while, and my buddy Nick on CFB Winning Edge always talks about how if it's first and goal from the one, Kenny Pickett is taking it in. Whether he makes it or not, <laughs> uh, I don't know, but it will be four. Kenny Pickett runs up the gut every single time. The kid is gritty. He's a leader. And I like him going into Tennessee to upset the volunteers. That's not even wouldn't be even be an upset because Pitt is favored in this game. Yeah, it's I was gonna say, out. yeah.
0: Yeah, they are. Uh Iowa, 10th ranked against Iowa State, ranked number nine. Uh Iowa State University favored by four and a half. The number is 46. Boggs, your thoughts on this one?
1: Man, see, this one, uh, I, this is one you just want to sit down and watch. You know what I mean? Because this is gonna be some good uh Midwest football, uh, two grinded out type of teams. But I think for me, I've got to take Iowa here. Um, you know, they just looked so good against a pretty explosive Indiana team uh last year. And look. I do think Indiana was a little bit overrated from last year, but Iowa state is traditionally a little bit of a slow starter too. They lost to Louisiana week one last year. You know, like I said, I think that did Texas a huge favor this year because uh, Texas was 21 last week. Louisiana was 23. So they could not look over Louisiana knowing that they went into Ames and beat Iowa state last year. So I think that this game could come down to quarterback play. And if it does, I would go with Iowa State. But I like what Iowa did on defense. They um, really messed with Penix against Indiana. You know, the, the Moss kid had two pick sixes. I don't expect that to happen again. But I do think that they're going to hold their weight in uh, in this game. And if it comes down to a field goal and you're on the Iowa side, you still win this because it's Iowa State by four and a half. So I'm going to take the points and take Iowa on the road.
0: Washington travels to Michigan. We were talking about Michigan looking good in that first one. It was a was a cushy opponent, but then again, cushy opponents for Michigan have been a problem sometimes in the recent uh, Not memory. really
1: a thing over the last couple of years <laughs> for Michigan. Uh,
0: you said it, my friend. Six and a half, though, they're favoring this one at home, probably as they should be. Uh, 48 and a half is the number. I don't know what you thought after week one of Washington, but certainly Michigan went out there and I, I think at least made a statement. I think that's a good confidence builder for them. They were going to have back-to-back games to open the season at home. So do you think they can cover the six and a half here?
1: This line, Joe opened at Michigan by a point and a half and then 20th ranked Washington or whatever they were lost to Montana an FCS team. So uh, that is where we're at now. All of the money is in on Michigan because uh, Washington looked so pathetic last week, which to me means Washington is definitely going into the big house and winning this game,
0: right? <laughs> this is why we're pick- we gonna troll Harbaugh before we like respect Michigan. That's gonna be the fun thing here to listen to. Look, if body. they
1: win this game, I will respect them way okay. more than I do today. I, I don't know if that means I will. Respect them or Harbaugh, you know, they're still running this Neanderthal run the ball yeah, yeah, with the yeah. nine backs, 17 times, uh, every drive. So I hate that. Uh, and you know, one of their biggest playmakers, Ronnie bell blood his knee and is done for the year. And that's going to affect the passing game. What little of it there is at Michigan, but, um, Look, I think if you're Washington, you can't screw around. If Morris isn't working, you got to bench him and go to Howard. You know, the, and uh, I think that might be the case fairly quickly in this game. But I think Washington, you know, the worst thing for Michigan is Washington getting beat last week because now you get a pissed off Washington team coming in here that needs to be laser focused. And I think they are going to be. I, I, I don't. I don't trust either side of this game. That's why I put it in the lean instead of the like, so okay. I'll lean towards Washington, especially now that that uh, you know, the spread opened up so much, uh, but I really don't like either one of these teams, but I'll take Washington in this game and give me the points.
0: All right. We got the Mormon bowl next Utah 21 ranked <laughs> at <laughs> BYU Utah minus seven. The number is 49. So, I'm surprised, actually, you put this one even in the lean. So, talk to me about Utah and BYU. I know you like what you saw last week at a BYU. You said so. Uh, no, I didn't it, like what I didn't saw. like. Oh, you didn't like what that's you saw. right
1: because okay. U of A, U of A looked good against right. BYU. So, but I tell you what, Utah had a uh, tough time against Weber State or whoever they were playing at some FCS uh, school. They had a problem uh, getting rolling a little bit, but I think in this game. Oh, this is the worst one of the week for me as far as the nationally televised games go. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go back to BYU. They did get it back on track a little bit in the second half and they're getting points here at home against Utah. I, I think BYU is going to, you know what? I think BYU is going to win this game straight up. straight up. Wow. I do not trust what Utah is doing right now. They're off to a slow start. They're a little slogging on offense. And if, if, um, Hall shows what he did in that second half against Arizona, I think they can beat Utah straight up. So I'm going to take a uh, BYU. Would you go for
0: that being the wager? Just like the outright on the money line, BYU, I, you think that's a better way to go? If I'm going to bet this game,
1: right. If I'm going to bet this game, I'm going to bet it outright because I don't like it at all. So I probably right. wouldn't really bet this game, but if I am going to do it, I'll go on the money line for BYU to, to make an impact here and beat Utah.
0: All right, those are the likes and the leans from Scott Boggan for Week 2 in college football. I want to remind everybody, make sure you head over to bettingpros.com so you can see all the consensus wagering lines that we're using here to talk about and find the ones you like the most and try to get the best spread you possibly can and the best numbers you can. That's what Betting Pros is for, all the betting houses in one spot. Boggs, what else you got your eye on in Week 2 here, either individually or team-wise when it comes to the game of college football in Week 2?
1: Well, I like, uh, I like Notre Dame to, to get back on track against Toledo. I'm going to write about that in my article that will come out today as well. I like air force, um, uh, who we mentioned, I'm, I'm going to put them not only in this show, but in the article, uh, I, I think Purdue is going to roll right over UConn. I don't know if I'm going to take the 34. Um, I mentioned the Texas A&M game. Um, the Nebraska and Buffalo, one. I want to watch, I think I want to take Buffalo I know Nebraska got back on track, but, you know, uh, we do like to troll coaches here a little bit. And I think we can definitely uh, troll Scott Frost for another game here. But I also like to take a lot of overs this week. I mean, just going through the games and looking at them, there are I think there are five or six games that are over 60 points, which is not a typical week. Now, there's a bunch of games that don't have lines because, you know, week two is a lot of cupcake schedule uh going on you know there's a lot of cincinnati versus murray state and you know uh stephen f austin playing uh whoever you know um uh baylor uh uh, texas texas
0: sycamore i think is on the schedule
1: yeah bishop sycamore right uh, on the schedule you know uh, i mean uh so there are a lot of big big lines uh, of you know if there are lines like wisconsin and michigan and eastern michigan is 25 and a half right and after Nobody wants to believe in Wisconsin after they slogged on offense all game against Penn state, but they're playing Eastern Michigan. They're way more talented than that team. So that's kind of where you get caught in liking those big lines. So I think anything over 20 points generally, I like to avoid, but I like to play overs this week because they are so low.
0: All right. There you have it. You can follow me on Twitter at Bogman sports. You can follow me at Joe 17. And once again, go check out betting pros, to get all of your consensus lines. That'll do it for us, but the story of the game goes on. For Scott Bogman, I'm Joey P. We will see you next time, kids.